What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your homeboy, Tony Sticks, a.k.a. Captain Jean-Luc on God, reporting live from the nowhere, somewhere and elsewhere, to anybody anywhere that is listening. And this is a special recording, because I just decided to do this at the drop of a dime. Shout out to Anchor, the Anchor podcast app, for allowing me to do that. Um, I love this app. It's awesome. Yeah, that's an endorsement from me, if it means anything. But yeah, man. Episode 8 is going to be called Fresh Air. That's what I'm going to call this episode, Fresh Air. And, um, how y'all doing? It's Sunday. It's 10.33 where I am. I'm part of the galaxy. And I'm with friends. And we're drinking good alcohol. We have some really good trees. And now we're taking pictures of each other to expose our beauty because sometimes life is ugly and that shit sucks. And that's dope. What you're listening to right now is uh, One for One by Philanthrope from his Birds of a Feather album. It's volume one. You can find this on Spotify. I'm going to try to put this playlist together for y'all. I know I try to keep playlists for y'all just in case you don't want to talk. But uh, we're just going to vibe out to this for a little bit. Rock on. If you guys can hear this lovely song she's going off in the background, you must go ahead and introduce yourself now. The world that heard you, so you might as well let them know who you are. Go ahead, do that. And um, you got a you got a captain name. Like if you were to have your own ship, your own spaceship, what would your captain name be? The official Keely, Captain the official Keely, is now boarded. To nowhere. That's the name of my ship. My car. I got my dream car, y'all. I bought it like a couple months ago. It's a 2013 Dodge Avenger, all white. And it is now known as the SS Nowhere 7891-A. And my, my captain name is Captain Jean-Luc on God. It's uh, my homage to Patrick Stewart's character, Captain, Captain, Captain Jean-Luc Picard, who... Patrick Stewart is a marijuana enthusiast. I say this every every episode, hoping that he will hear me and know that I appreciate him. So, um, yeah. So whenever you guys tag me and stuff, if you ever jump on the show, let me know what your captain name is, like your username. I think it's kind of dope to have one of those. Who knows? You might live long enough to have to have these. That'd be kind of dope, you know what I mean? Um, this, is, um, this is called Fluke, spelled F-L-K-E. It's by Philanthrope from his album Clockwork. Again, you can find this on Spotify. Shout out to Spotify for allowing your boy to pull up and have my podcast available to the world. I appreciate that, Spotify. I really do. Um, and we vibing. And I, I enjoy vibing with y'all. Again, this is Elsewhere Radio with your homeboy Tony Sticks. If you're looking for me online, at T-O-N-Y underscore S-T-Y-X-X. That's how you can find me. Pull up with your good news or your worries. I'll take both. We can talk about either one of those. Hey, what's 
but to everybody across the globe. What experience Authentic freedom of self. You don't get that everywhere. And it's such a rarity that you don't even realize it when you have it. Like this moment that I'm experiencing right now amongst friends without worry or care or judgment or weight or burden. You know how many people are not experiencing this? There are people with millions of dollars who still have to carry so much weight when they walk into a room. You would think with all that money you would have a care in the world. And yet, here we are. You have people who are at their very bottom and life can get no worse, so the, the least that you could do is try to hope up, and they still carry a burden even in the midst of people who are just like them who say that they support them, but there's rarely a moment where you're ever around genuinely good people, genuinely good souls, and you all understand that the world is fucked up, and we're fucked up too, but at least we're not that fucked up to each other, and that's called a friendship. That we are very capable of being complete assholes to each and every one of us. But in this circle, we said truce because there was something about you or you or even me that we resonated with. And we said, hey, that's okay. You can be you here because I'm like you too. Like, hey, stop it. He's a fucking dog. Yeah. Push it down. Enjoy that. <laughs> it's okay here. It's like, stop being that other person. You don't have to wear your mask in here. Take that, take that off. When you come in here, be you. Because if not, then you're disrespecting what we have here. And that's when people get distant, when, when, that, when that trust goes away. Now you feel like you have to be a certain somebody to make me happy. And I feel like I have to be a certain somebody to make you feel comfortable because I still value you. Don't do that to me. Just come as you are. And let me figure out the rest of my own. Let me figure out if I don't like you. But don't put on airs because you assumed of me. I would want to give somebody that, that kind of freedom. And I, I try to do that when I meet people, especially if it's in a capacity of me being an artist. And some, you, people genuinely feel like, well, this artist is of this caliber. I should treat them like this. I've had to tell people, I'm low maintenance as fuck. Don't yes serve me or no serve me. Don't tell me how to get you anything. Food. And let's make it food food. Like, don't try to run me over with a steak dinner. I don't really eat steak like that. We can go get a burger, and I'm okay with that. Like, I, was, I remember this guy, Sean Keaton. He's in Cincinnati. Greatest guy ever. And the way he treated me, you would have thought, I just came from Hollywood for millions and millions of dollars. And I had to tell him while we were in the car, I said, hey, Sean, I need you to know something, man. I don't like this shit. <laughs> I'm no different than you. I put my pants on, same as you. I just happened to have done this for a very long time. I'm pretty damn good at it. But that doesn't make me better than you. It makes me better than my competitors. <laughs> Not you. So we don't have to do this. You're a guy just like I am, and I know you enjoy alcohol like I do. So if we're going to go get drunk, let's go get drunk. I'll be sober enough to do my job in the morning. <laughs> Trust me. Give Always people that experience. Yes. Always find that middle ground so everybody can be comfortable in their own realm and in their own together. Imagine know? if you came to the table without your sword on your hip. Would the other person be as amped to have theirs? That's disrespectful. Nobody's innately disrespectful. We're assholes. But we're not innately disrespectful. No sword? So now we're sitting at the table naked. I trust you and you trust me. That's what a hug is, really. That's me letting you know just how much I trust you. I could easily just shake your hand or give you a head nod of acknowledgement. I said no, take me. 
Imagine if everybody just greeted each other with a hug. We assumed positive intent that we owned our shit in that moment. Hey, to tell you the truth, a lot of people are different. Most people, almost everybody. I come in contact if I can make any type of connection. I have one. Let's go. Hey. That's awesome. Hey, real quick, because we just got lost in that. This is Car Wash by Philanthrope from his album Walking Dreams or Waking Dreams I'm sorry Car Wash Philanthrope Waking Dreams again you can find us on Spotify this is Elsewhere Radio and this is your homeboy Tony Six, aka Captain Jean-Luc on God and uh, Devin just joined us what's going on sir? what's going on guys it's Tyler uh, coming to you live from the uh, headquarters making art Marquita just joined us with Hadman we're on the podcast right now we're going to say hi to the people Hey, that's all you got. <laughs> my, my, my seven is a fans, and that's all you got. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, I'm going to put something on the table for this, this episode. This episode is going to be short. I know I say that every episode, but I mean it this time. It's going to be short because I don't want to be completely rude, but I felt inspired to record this episode. Um, so, I was thinking the other day. That I, I have, I have, I have no feelings. I have nothing positive for a man who decides to put his hands on a woman. I can't. I have nothing for you. But a part of me kind of felt like nothing. You got nothing. Not even restorative. And I thought to myself, aha, there's the question. The question is: So you find out that your homeboy is a woman beater? Do you a just cut his ass off completely, or b give him the ass over that he deserves? But then try to find some way to help fix that about him, because you don't. Because your your goal is not to curse him, but never being able to find love. Nobody wants to be cursed with that. But you don't want him to go into the next relationship still this fucked up. If that's your boy, do you not try to rehabilitate him before you just cut him off? If it comes to find out that this nigga cannot be saved, he just wants to be a woman beater. We gotta ask him before you every time we see you then. But can I not fix that? Can I not help you see how wrong you are for putting your hands on a woman? Should I just shun you all together? That's like a, a male who doesn't want to step up to be a father. Do I just be like, fuck that nigga, he weak? Or do I be like, bro, why? Like, talk to me about this. Like, is it that you don't want to be a father or that you're scared to be? Do we just shun these people or do we try to fix them? Or they're an adult that should know better by now. There's a lot of shit as an adult that I still don't know better about. I'm growing. Be patient with me. Do we just shun our community because of a mistake? They fucked up. Don't mean they're fucked up people. Not always. And you have to really dig at the root to find out, is there blood in there or is there nectar? Some people are full of blood. They literally mean people genuine harm, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. But some people are just built out of trauma and they cause harm because they're still hurt. They're still hurt. Now, some people you ain't got to dig at. Some people you can tell out the gate, this is a fucked up ass person. But some people are literally hurt people. I've been a fucked up person in relationships. I've not always been the, the, the best boyfriend in the world. And that's because I took hurt with me, expecting that this relationship was going to mask, that I was going to be all right. Nah, I didn't fix my shit, and now I'm trying to be somebody different as if that shit's just going to go away. But because I had, I had male friends who valued me and wanted to see me better, instead of shunning me when they found out the evils about me, they'd be like, bro, why are you like that? Or what makes you think that's okay? Or who didn't teach you better? And they try to dig at that root as to how I can be better. Now I'm a better man in the relationship that I'm in. I can still be better than what I am, but I'm not what I was. Because instead of shunning me, 
my circle embraced me and tried to love that, that negative out of me. So, am I wrong for thinking this way? Or, and we should just be like, nah, fuck these people, let them, you know what I'm saying, do it with themselves? Or do we try to be more restorative with our people? Let the people know who's talking. This is true too. <laughs> this is true too. This is true too. And this, not to say, not to, like, I'm not saying anything on any bias, but like, let's just look at all of it shaping us on the same timeline. Yeah. And what the conversion is, and what the conversation is. And let's see. So, for me, asking you know? from a male's perspective, what is the appropriate question for me to ask of a woman in that situation? I know what to ask the male, because hey, I am one. Are you saying? I mean, outside of that, is there a deeper question to ask? Like, I don't want to be the, like, I would be insensitive, or I would be, I would look, I would be looked at as insensitive okay. if I asked the question so of... So, first of all, yes or no, are you safe? Okay, yeah. Yes. Where do you go from there? Okay, you can say that. Are you safe or no? Alright, where do you go from there? My next question is... Who did what? And I'm asking from both people. I'm asking from both sides. Who did what? There, 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 there are equal parts of moments where in my relationship, it's literally because I'm in a depressive state and that turns me into a jackass. And when I'm not being proactive, I let the shit slip. That's me being honest about myself. But then there are other moments where I'm in a depressive state and I'm poked at. Because in relationships, that shit happens. So then you have to ask yourself, what do I do? Do I go off of what I think should happen and address the situation as a, hey, you're fucking up right now and you don't even realize it? Or do I sit quiet about it because society says otherwise there's no fault on, or there's no fault on her, you should X, Y, Z. So then when we have our conversations, I always make sure that she at least acknowledges the fact that this didn't just come out of nowhere. You decided to ignore the signs. You didn't want to be proactive, you rather than reactive, and now we have what we have. When you could have just left me the fuck alone, if you didn't know what to do, leaving me alone is fine, and we talked about this. So when I see a couple where it's been, let's say, domestic violence, and it's the male beating on the woman, I would feel like I'm not doing him any service just as much as I'm not doing her any service if I don't ask her, what did you do? I at least have to give her that chance to speak that up. Because there's a moment of growth for her there, too. I did push. Okay, now we see what happens when you do that. That does not excuse what he did. We got to talk about this. What should you have done is my question to him. We don't know what you did, and it's fucked up. So let's, 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 put, that, let's put a pin in that. Now let's have the real conversation. What could you have done? Because if you can tell me, nigga, you could have did it. So then my next question after that is, what stopped you? If you knew how to be proactive, what stopped you from just doing that? Why'd you go left? You could have went right and you went left. Why? Same question for her. You saw this nigga building up. And you knew what you were dating when you married him or when you met him. You knew there was no bitch in that blood. You knew where that nigga came from. You knew what kind of stock he was. Why would you think that that button was okay to push in that man? Because self-discipline is something that is not regular. But if we don't ask this question, if we just excuse people because of the predicament, whether they're a victim or not, when we don't ask these questions, we can't hold people accountable for certain things, such as understanding that I might not be the person to deal with this person when they're in, in, in that anger. And that doesn't make you a bad person. Leave. Fair enough. I will say, on a one-time offense, yes, 
Yeah, yeah, one time. This is not a habitual take talking. Yeah, definitely. No, there is then then there's a sickness there, and you gotta you gotta deal with that. Where we're past being restorative, we're past holding your hand. Outside of a sickness, there's a lack of ability to cope with certain reaction and certain emotions that are triggers, and that's really where the issue lies. Mm -hmm. So that's something that needs to be looked at on a deeper microscope level. And if you can figure out what those issues are that lie deep that cause people to get to that point where they're actually at a point, it's uncomfortable for everybody and nobody wants to do that. Right. Nobody likes it. They don't have to like This is Clockwork by Philanthrope entitled Clockwork. That's what we're doing. There needs to be more conversation about what's not why like that. Why do you like it? Why do you like it? Can you tell me why you do? I can tell you why I don't, but can I tell you why I do? Let's figure it out. Like how? How easy is that in the flight of the moment? Not very at all. So, I mean, that's why I said people just need to learn self-discipline. Take some time to yourself and learn self-discipline. Like, honestly, there are two sides to every story. Sometimes people just go off for no reason. This is true. And this is like a real thing. It happens all the time. But sometimes, like you said, people just need to learn when to stop. And in those situations, people need to take time to themselves and learn self-discipline. If you really value that relationship, value that like walking away is okay. Sometimes Dang. you can lose. Like it's, it's okay to lose. Yeah. Sometimes it's cut in the in the little battle because in the war, usually, hopefully, to have it taking time to yourself and taking space to yourself, and that becomes a question in itself too. If that is or isn't a relationship, that's true. That's something that gets talked about at the beginning. What does it look like? What does a cool down to you look like? That looks like me and you doing this. You know? Sometimes for some people that looks like uh, going out. We need a cool down. Like this setting isn't working for us to have a conversation. Let's go get a drink. For some people, it's uh, it's uh, literally going two separate ways. Not just separating yourselves in different parts of a place, but like leaving. For me, it's leaving. That, that's a good thing for me to do. I need to go out and think outside of this environment because while I'm sitting here, it's not good. It's literally getting worse. For her, it's it's chase the situation. It's like, nah, when we, when we, when we were able to uproot that, 
now it's turned into less cackling than I leave and I'm getting chased whether it's with calls or like actually as I'm walking out the door now it's more of we're asking do you want to talk about it not right now or it's uh if we are going to talk about it let's actually talk about it like let's not dance around it let's put the shit on the table so we can get past it and we've been we've been looking at being more restorative that's what the whole idea of me bringing up the segment was about the school that I work at, we are a restorative school. Our number one goal is to try to fix the issue before it escalates to a consequence. And sometimes I feel like relationships, especially more recently in the last 15 years, have been more punitive and more uh, deconstructive in, in their attempts of salvaging love than it has been about being restorative. Especially when it comes to issues, you can talk about the why all day. You can talk about what brought it about all day but if you're not talking about how we get past this and try to prevent more of these episodes then what 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 are you really doing if your relationship isn't built off of being restorative then what are you actually doing you only have you only having half the conversation at that point so a lot lately i've been thinking about that when it comes to stuff like men who um because i feel like restorative practice isn't really taught to men at all I feel like it's somewhat taught to women when women are taught how to be nurturers, but I don't really think restorative practice is really taught to either side at all, whether it's a male who has masculine energy or a woman who has masculine energy or a, a female who has uh, a feminine energy and a, a male who has feminine energy, whatever that dichotomy may be, it's not something that's consistently taught being restorative. And so with that, we get this very punitive idea of our society. And so when you get your homeboy, and you find out he's hitting on women. Your automatic thought is, now nah, I gotta distance myself from this dude. Why? Or when you find out that your homegirl is not the best mother in the world, my automatic thought process is to distance myself from her. But why? Why aren't we trying to ask her, do you wanna be a mom? If not, what do I need to do to help you alleviate said burden? We need to put this child somewhere safe then. This is not for you, and that's okay. Being restorative, not, ugh, fuck her, she's a bad mom. You might be a bad mom on a good day, in your mind. Let's be 100 about it. Oh, he ain't no shit dad because he ain't taking care of his kid. Maybe he doesn't know how. Maybe he legit as fuck does not know how because his entire world has been built around, you're a man, you should know better. Who the fuck really knows better if no one taught you? Who the fuck really knows better if no one... Our generation was not given a fucking user manual on how to be... Whatever the fuck it is we were expected of, we've literally been going off of no script. It's been improv for 10 years. Hey, but at that same time, uh, if you are right here, right now, making those same claims and using that as a clutch, then you have Google as your whole assistant that has this is true. anything that you want to look up about Again, we're not talking about someone in a habitual state. We're talking about individuals who have an awakening of a negative part of their of their character. The automatic is, now that this person is tainted, we have to shun them. No. What happened to being restorative? The habituals, they've laid their claim. This is the kind of person you want to be, and I have to believe you, because you're not showing me anything else. But it's different when you've known a person for so long, and you know nothing but good character, and then this ugliness pops up. And all of a sudden, we like, shoot, nah. What's this? What's this? Let's talk about this. I'm not just going to ignore this or put you in a corner and let everybody else judge you. No, 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 no. What the fuck are you doing? We don't hit women. 
we don't we don't rape we don't drug we don't steal we don't lie on we don't hold children over his head we don't neglect her we don't do all of that shit what are you doing but if you keep showing me that that's who you are now and now i have to I'm a less society dude. Honestly, I want as you're speaking on this, I want to continue this conversation, but you've been speaking a lot to the male perspective in regards to the relation to women in the life. And it goes both ways for women and their relationship to men. Right. And in that sense But it would be ignorant of me to speak on a perspective sense. I don't own. And and that's fair enough. Okay. That's why I I can dig it. This is Embrace by Mommy off the album Inaudible. That was one hell of a conversation. Give yourselves a round of applause if you're still listening. We're 25 minutes into this episode. And, um, yeah, man. So we've talked about uh, um, a nice little shampoo of things. Um, I want to end on a positive note. <laughs> Something a bit more uplifting. Um, and then we'll end with uh, my mental health awareness tip or advice, if you will. Um, so I, I covet my Xbox. It's, it's my church. It's where I go. It's where I pray. It's where I release all my, my worldly sins. And just recently I got a chance to experience uh, a video game that has been longstanding, a franchise that has stood the test of time quietly. Devil may cry. I played number five. And it's a fucking movie. It's amazing. The story of Dante and Virgil is something that should have been on a television screen by now. Why Hollywood has fucked this up so far, I don't know. Um, This game has got such a deep reality, especially when it comes to the idea of what good and bad really is. And they've been able to tell this story. It's very basic, but detailed story um, for almost, what, 10, 12 years now since the very first one dropped on PlayStation 2. Um, I think games like this stand the test of time because they do something uh, that most movies who are able to stand the test of time do. And that's they tell a story that is relatable across the board. And Devil May Cry's story is the story of two brothers who are of opposing sides based off of one's desire for power and greed and revenge and the other's sense of duty and honor and nobility. He's a little rough around the edges and the evil brother's more clean cut, but I mean, who doesn't have that other half of them in their life, whether it's a friend or a mate or a sibling? And you you watch the story of a man's integrity being challenged at all times, not to fall pray to what took his brother, what ambitions took his brother, to still stand up and fight the good fight. Sometimes that, guy, that, that dichotomy is just you. 
Ah, God, it's a great game. The action scenes are amazing. The animation is crispy. I think they use the Unreal Engine like everything at this point. The voice acting has always been on par. Character development is outrageous. God, the game is just amazing. But on to our mental health awareness part of the show. Elsewhere Radio, man. This is episode 8. Called Fresh Air. Marquita and Keely are now doing a photo shoot. And it's like lit. <laughs> this is awesome. Y'all are out here. This is awesome. Y'all are really out here like getting it. Chip, you good? Better than ever, man. Hey. So I'm just now getting to the uh, mental health awareness segment of this show. And um, I think the part that I want to touch on for tonight is... Um, Learning to attack one level at a time. Regardless if your depression is low, mild, or extreme, there's still levels to it, and you can't clear every level at once. You gotta kinda deal with it on a base level and then work your way up. Set a goal. Today, I'm going to smile more. Uh, today I'm going to complain less. Today I'm going to try to find something of a silver lining in an issue or a concern. Just, just, just set a goal. And, you know, try to rock that goal as best as humanly possible. Uh, this is Luckthrope by Philanthrope. Bombed in the Blunt Shelter. Bombed in the Blunt Shelter. Philanthrope. Um... What you think? I appreciate the um, choice topic, and I definitely think that for depression specifically, um, there are many ways that it can just become overbearing just the thought of it alone, as mm-hmm. well as things that trigger your depression, as well as the routines that um, subconsciously uh, remain, even though you try to do what you can. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many levels of, you know, clearing things away for yourself to be able to move forward from that place. And uh, what I find to be important is uh, pacing yourself and constantly giving yourself um, the attention that you feel you know, um, not only does every person need attention, but give yourself attention, love, and care that you deserve and know that you're worth. And when I say that this is what you're worth, it's more than just what you think you deserve based on the actions that you've committed to. Imagine yourself as the highest form of who you could be and respect and honor that appreciate who that person can be and realize that is you nobody is stopping you from reaching that level but there is a lot of weight that is um, still needing to be addressed before that height and peak of whatever you consider that to be which is you 
there's weight that needs to be addressed and honestly it's not just um, it could be physical mental um, emotional it's all related to your mind it's the craziest part um, mind body and soul are all connected and when you um, make a shift in one area there is an equivalent shift in other areas so tapping into the little shifts that you can make that's probably the biggest change you'll be able to um, see later down the line you'll realize all of the old habits that you were so accustomed to you just slowly transition them out day by day and just give yourself that challenge as something to do to keep yourself going day after day what's something that I was unconscious to before that you know at the end of the day when I look at the result I'm not as happy as I could be maybe I could try something different tomorrow today you know you can always uh, look at yourself and treat it like there's an opportunity in every little decision that you make whether it's a big decision it could be something that you eat you could be you know dealing with a lot and you choose to eat something that makes you feel something just doing that small decision can change the rest of your day which can and um, at the end of the day change your week change your month and just starting with the little decisions can have a huge snowball effect levels there are levels to this shit and whether you're man or woman or man in energy or woman in energy you got to take care of yourself but you have to give yourself grace be gentle with yourself you're very delicate whether you like to admit it or not you are that's okay shit happens drink responsibly this has been a elsewhere radio we're ending on branches by cupola from his album allure amazing album i think i'll put that album for you guys uh, episode two episode three one of those two um i need you to know that you're loved i love you i really do i said it every episode because i love you damn it i mean it see look you got love coming from everywhere <laughs> love attack but real shit i do um even when you think that you're being the worst you you're still loved by me i need you to take that and try and do something positive with it because that's going to ripple throughout our uh, reality, throughout our existence. And then it'll come back to you. I don't know when. I ain't going to give you a time on that. But I, I know that it will. So keep sending out love so it can come back to you. I want you to survive this week because you can. Not because somebody's expecting you to. Not because you feel like there's a trophy at the end of this rainbow. But just simply because you can. And that's a choice. Monday is not Monday. Tuesday is not a day for you to mourn because you're just a day away from the weekend. Wednesday is not hum day. It's still an even plane that you can manage. Thursday is not the glory land, and Friday is a day that you deserve, not a savior that's coming. It's your week, and it's what you make it, and I want you to make it just as beautiful as you are. Power of thought is real, and I think about you in a very good way. This has been episode 8 of Elsewhere Radio with your homeboy Tony Sticks, a.k.a. Captain Jean-Luc on God. And I'm reporting live from the nowhere, somewhere and elsewhere, to anybody, anywhere who is listening. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Peace.